Last week we just talked about the fact that of God being our shield and this, this whole facet of the shield of faith. Um, and if you go in that scripture, and all of us know the Ephesians 6 uh, passage where he talks about, you know, the shield of faith, the armor of God, all those things. And, and I, I talked about last week, this, there's only one word, the word shield of faith, that word is the only word that's used. That shield is the only word that's used. And it's a different word than any other word in the Bible. And that shield is a, it's, it's a, it's a it's, it used to be the word for door. And, it, and it's a facet of the fact that God wants us to, remember he talks about, um, let me just get my, I want to speak that Ephesians passage. It talks about Ephesians. Uh, let me just read this. Finally, be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We stop there for a minute. Remember that. Remember that. Your struggle is not against flesh and blood. However, you will have to walk with people all of your life, right? But it's not against flesh and blood. It's against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to do what? To stand firm. Stand firm. Therefore, having girded your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. And then it makes this statement. It's really kind of a statement. In all those things, in addition to all, some people say, some of the passages say, in all things, take up the shield of faith. And this shield is a shield that isn't, you know, your Captain America shield. This is the shield that uh, is a door. It's, it, it, that's really the word picture in the Greek. That's where it came from, uh, a door. And it's supposed to shield you from every, it's a full body sh- shield. And this is what God's calling us to take up. And I felt like today we were kind of coming against unbelief. And unbelief is kind of what Rick was saying. It, it talks about God's faithfulness. And sometimes when we don't see God's faithfulness, anybody remember Abraham? Abraham was the father of? Come on, I got it on the board. Let's go. (laughs) Abraham is the father of? Faith, right? In Genesis, you know, you guys know the story, but I just really want to pick this part out because I really was going to share this facet that Abraham was the father of faith, but I don't know if you know this, but he was the father of faith because there was a facet that he had to stand behind this thing for 25 years waiting for a promise that he was previously given that you would be the father of many nations. Now, every once in a while, he'd get over here and we talked about this last week. We just don't have time to talk about it this morning, but the shield of self, right? Where we take this up. Now, if you want to, against every fiery dart, if you want this versus that, this is what we look at. And, and I, I just want to make this point. I stand behind one of them. There's no two, there's, no, there's nothing really else. I stand behind this or I stand behind this. Now, that's the only two choices. And God was, as I said last time, Mitch, I think you're using this a little bit more than you think you are. That's what he spoke to me last week. And God's saying, 
There's a, there's a time that, that unbelief has to be swallowed up in this peace. Because behind this shield of faith is God's faithfulness. Think about this. In Hebrews 11, 11, it says that, you know, you talk, we're talking about Abraham and Sarah. It says Sarah was able to conceive beyond the proper time of life because why? She got lucky. At 100 years old, it just started to happen, right? No. It's because it says, it finished that scripture, Hebrews 11, 11. Get it in your spirit. She, she was able to conceive beyond the proper time of life, miracle maker, because she considered him faithful. That was her shield. It wasn't her own ability to, man, to conjure some faith generated up. She's like, I'm just going to hunker down. All right, God. What happened when, when they got over here? Remember what happened when this happened? Ishmael? A whole, a whole nother ball game. We could talk about that for a while. But, you know, other things happen. You know, all of a sudden you start thinking, man, God's not faithful. I got to start taking up my own shield. I got to start figuring this thing out. I've got to start making things happen. And guess what happens? Ishmael's. We don't want those. And then the problem is, is that that just starts you continues down a road of unbelief because it's like, well, God wasn't faithful there. God wasn't faithful there. God wasn't faithful there. And I felt like God took me back real quick to a, I don't know if y'all remember. I mean, I spoke this long time ago, just this snapshot effect. Think about the life of Joseph. Think about like the life that he lived or think about Abraham and Sarah. If you take a can we all say that we, most of you know the story, and I'm not going to go through both of them. Can we say God is faithful in those situations? Pretty good, right? I mean, Joseph went from being tossed, being rejected by his own family, being thrown in a pit, being taken back out of that pit and sold for money from his own family. They got a better idea. Here, let's sell him for money. At least we'll get something out of him. Can you imagine that? Just put yourself in that position. This is your own family. Shane, this is Jesse saying, you know, I don't want you anymore. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But, you know, but there's a reality that says, then he, then he goes to Potiphar's house, gets sold there. He, he does everything right, and then, and then all of a sudden, something bad happens. Not on his accord. Gets thrown in jail, prison. Sits in there for years. Years. Not a couple of days or a week. This is years. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, the, pe the two people he prophesied to and they got out forgot about him. You know, he's forgotten. He was, he was sold into slavery by his own. I mean, you look at that. If at any point that you take a snapshot of Joseph's life, can you say that God's unfaithful? There's a temptation. There's a temptation to do it because then we start picking this up and we start trying to figure it out with our own understanding. And then we start trying to make, we start trying to step to that. But God's saying, take the, don't take, get rid of the snapshots. I feel like some people, I think that's the unbelief. Some, some of us have some snapshots we've got to release. We've got to get, we've got to let them go. Like maybe it's a snapshot of a relationship. Maybe it's a snapshot of something that happened in this church, another church, something. Maybe it's a snapshot that you have with somebody in this room. God wants to get rid of that snapshot because if you get stuck on the snapshot, you'll be doing this the rest of your life. Hiding, trying to wield off every fiery dart of the enemy. 
And they, and they don't put fire on an arrow for a, no reason, right? Why do they put a fire on an arrow? Because it's not always about the spot that they hit. That's, the, that's even the worst part. It's the creating the momentum of a fire that will consume your life, that will consume our lives. That's the real true desire of the fiery darts of the enemy. But God's saying, we've got to come to a place where Sarah did. All right, God, I've tried this my own way. I've tried to figure it all out. I've, I, you know, I've been hurt. I've been, you know, Joseph, I've been hurt. I've been thrown in prison. I've been, and the cool part about, you know what Joseph got behind when he finally got into that place and his brothers came back and, man, it wouldn't it be tempting when his brothers came back just to say, dude, I'm going to put you in prison. I'm going to let you suffer the way I suffered. But he didn't. He said, man, what, God, what you meant for evil, in God's faithfulness, God used it for good. In God's faithfulness, there was, a, there was a, something way bigger behind this shield. And I feel like the Lord's just saying, we've got to get behind this thing. Like, it is not a... It's not a facet of, uh, you know, again, in, in the fullness of that armor. It says, in all those things, take up the shield of faith. It's an action. There's a facet. I've just been every, if you see me doing this right here, I've just been holding my shield up. Like I'm just getting in a position. If you see me in the, in, in the spirit doing this, it's because I believe that God's saying, take that up. Okay, fiery dart of, man, you're no good. You're this, you're that. That's what the enemy's trying to cause unbelief in us. If he can get us over here taking up the shield of ourselves, he's gonna. So I'm not gonna go into all that, but I do wanna say you can do it because Jesus did. He, I wanna, I wanna read one scripture. How did, think about this. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna speak this over us. Because you have the power. You have something in you, not you. Think about this scripture. For you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in his steps. He, everything he did, he did for a purpose, a place, a reason. So that you could walk in his steps. That you could walk in a place of his full, fullness and goodness. And think about this. Who committed no sin... Nor was any deceit found in his mouth. It's possible. And while being reviled, he didn't revile in return. While suffering, he uttered no threats. So how did he do that? How did he, how did he stand behind this instead of while being reviled, I'm reviling. While being uttered threats against, well, I'm, I'm just going to get, I'm, I got you back because I got I to speak this back to you. How did he stay over here? How did he do this part right here? It's the rest of the scripture. He says, because he kept entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously, who sorts it all out. Because I think sometimes we get over here because we think we can sort it all out. And somebody speaks against us, well, I'll sort that out. You know, what they did, I'll sort that out. You know, and all of a sudden, seems like errors are coming back from us, not, you know, and all of a sudden, God's saying, how did Jesus do it? He just kept entrusting himself. 
If Jesus himself had to entrust himself to a good father, how much more can we? How much more can we? And so I just encourage you this morning. I feel like there's just this place. I don't know if Rick has anything else, but I, I love this other scripture in, in 2 Timothy. This is Paul. For this reason, I suffer these things, but I am not ashamed. For I know in whom I have believed, faith, I know in whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to shield me, to guard me, all the things that I entrust to him until that day. He's able to do it. He's able to do it. And sometimes it's, it's going to be a measure, just a good whole measure of, all right, God, I've been hurt, I've been, but I'm going to stay here. You're faithful. You'll never leave me, forsake me. You love me. You empower me. And now out of this place, I can go love that same person. I mean, we talked about it last week, David and Saul. <laughs> if you didn't get it, when, and I don't know what, we'll go with, I wish I had time to go through the other couple ways Saul blew it so many times. <laughs> but he kept chasing down David. But David was able to continue to keep his heart in a clean place. Why? He just let God be a shield. He, you never, he never, I mean, I can't read it. He never tried to take the kingship. He never tried to take his place or position. He never tried to get justified and figured out. He just let God do it. And guess what? He became king. He became who he was. And so there's a facet that I feel like God's saying, throw off unbelief. And unbelief comes in all sorts of fashions. Like I said, what, just think about it. The question, what takes you away from believing in the faithfulness of God? Man, it can happen so quick. I think, you know, nice little discussions that Leah and I have sometimes in our marriage. And I'm like, so quick where the enemy, it's like, it's almost like the enemy's like, just so quick to say, man, I, I can't believe, you. you know, it's like, wait a minute. Wait a second, where am I at? Why? Because it's this facet that God wants us to bring us into this fullness of being in this place of being shielded in our shield of faith. So when I have those discussions and I have those moments, and I'll end with this. Think about what Jesus did in the craziest seasons of his life. He's in, the, he's in the trial of temptation. What does he say? Man doesn't live by bread alone, but on every word. What did he do? He got right here. Enemies throwing darts. Man, if, if you are the son, if, 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 right? He stayed right here. Think about when he was in the garden. Father, not my will, but yours be done. What did he do? Not your, not my will, God. Not my way. I want to deal with this a different way, but your will be done. What did he do when he went to the cross and he's on the cross and he's gasping for breath? Father, forgive them for they know not what they do stayed right there and then he finally gave up his life right I laid down my life why so that he could take it up again right here this is where you take life up this is where you take life up the shield of faith is taking life up the life of the spirit the faithfulness of God 
That's where it's at. And so I just want to speak that to you because I think there's, there's just some more to the, I felt like, man, there was some, there were some really good things that happened up here. I know I prayed for a couple of people and man, I, I believe for those things that we prayed. And, and there were some people that were get I believe were getting healed up here. And, and, but I feel like the guy, God wants to deal with something. I don't know if you have something. When I uh, was in my hippie Jesus days, there was a song that I really loved. It was called, Shut the Door, Keep the Devil in the Night. Anybody yeah. remember that old school? Shut the door. <laughs> Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Was, you know, Jamaican, so it's sort of part. Well, Mitch, when Mitch said something, why? Well, Mitch said something, the, the Holy Spirit just exploded in me, and when he said, I'm going to read to you, when he said shield, take up the shield of faith, listen to this definition of this Greek word. It says that from, from the noun thura, door or gate, a door referring to a stone for closing the entrance of a cave. In latter Greek, it came to refer to a shield in the form of a large oblong-shaped door that acted as a cover for the entrance of a cave. And when he said that, all of a sudden, the Lord spoke this past scripture to me in Proverbs 25, 28. It says, like a city that is broken into and without walls is a man who has no control over his spirit. But you can say in this context, because faith is, faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit, is a man who has no control over his faith. What's happening is some of y'all have done this. Some of us have done this. And you're sitting here and you're trying to fight the enemy and you're standing here and God's saying, take it up. Shut the door. Shut it. I mean, you can't expect to stand in victory and walk and see God do mighty things if you don't shut the door. I mean, your heart's wide open to all the fiery darts of the wicked one. How you can tell you're in faith. The reason why I know, I told Mitch, I said, the reason why I know the spirit of unbelief is still working in this place is there's no joy. God of all hope, fill you in all joy and peace in believing. That's how you can tell. How I know I stick my finger in a light socket is what? I can feel it. And so if there's no joy, there's no peace, no faith. And so what God is saying is, I'll be honest with you, there's something we got to transact after Jared speaks this, but I'm going to be honest with you, somebody, your faith is on the ground, and God's saying, shut the door. Shut it. Shut it. If I had enough guts, I would teach us that song. <laughs> so that we, if I could sing it, <laughs> because I guarantee you, if we could sing that stupid song sometime during the, the middle of the week, you'll, you'll think, Rick said, Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. You know, something like that. Barbie, you know it? Here, Jared. <laughs> uh, this is just interesting. I told Rick, I was, uh, I kept seeing a, a picture of people walking around. Um, it's almost as if we've built cities um, around ourselves. We've built walls around ourselves, be become a city within ourselves. Um, what happens sometimes is because of pain and because of honestly what I see um, is some of our faith was tied to the Jesus that we saw in a person 
um, the Jesus we had attached to the Jesus that we saw in a person. And me, that's a good thing to see how Jesus is portrayed in someone, but how Jesus is in that person, the Jesus is in them, I can never attach to them and think that that is going to be enough for me. Because what happens is God's going to move people around sometimes. Those people are going to go through life and there's going to be some separation in relationship. And if my, Jesus, if my hope is attached to only Jesus that I see in them and not to Jesus himself, when something happens there, well, I start to spin. I start feeling everything that I was believing for, everything that I had faith for goes away. And everything starts to spin. And you know what it's really easy to do in that moment is to start speaking things and start to agree with, start to agree and start speaking some of those fiery darts that Mitch was talking about, start speaking those to each other. We start throwing them at each other. If I listen to complaining about someone, I am just as guilty of complaining as the person that's actually saying the words. If I entertain it, if I listen to it, I'm just as guilty of that. Just by opening my heart up to it, I'm just as guilty. And what that does is it creates isolation. And as much as we want to, we can't believe for each other. As much as we want to, I can't have faith for someone else if I've listened to complaining about them. If I've entertained it. There's unbelief about ourselves. There's unbelief about me being able to believe for myself. But I want to be able to believe for you too. This is family. There's a unity of faith that occurs. They came into the upper room and they were of one accord. They were of one faith. And the Holy Spirit showed up. There's a unity of faith that we can't get to as long as we're a city within ourselves. As long as I cut myself off and I protect myself because I don't want to be hurt and I don't want to feel and I don't want to be disappointed again and I cut myself off, I'll never get there. I think there's something that we need to take and we got to be very careful. There's a lot of vultures down in Pembroke. They are all over the place. Do you know what they do when they get threatened, when they feel they need to defend themselves? They throw up. They eat death constantly. And when they feel threatened, they throw up. And it is nasty. And they stink. And when they throw up, it's even worse. We got to be careful that we don't just go and throw up. Right? Every time we go and vomit, we're protecting ourselves. We're pushing everybody away. We eat death, and then we throw up when someone confronts us because we want to push it away. Smell how stinky this is, leave me alone. Look how bad this is, leave me alone, get away from me, right? You don't want any part of this, right? I think what God is, I just feel this pull today that we gotta make some things right. We gotta get some of the walls tore down. The cities that we've been living in by ourselves, we gotta tear some of those walls down today. All that is is going to somebody and saying, please forgive me. First going to God and saying, God, I'm sorry that I entertained complaining. I'm sorry that I entertained accusation. I'm sorry that I put my hope in this person instead of you. And then going to them and saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I agreed and I came into agreement with the darts that you've been fighting off. I'm sorry that I added to them. Will you forgive me? It's easy. Be careful. Don't throw up. Don't step into the complaining. This is what I was saying about you. We don't need to know that, okay? It's just really easy. Forgive me, I'm sorry. I just think that 
There's such a longing for family for such a long time. Every time that I would go somewhere and somebody would say, how do you define dwelling place? Every answer that I heard was family, 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 family. And I just think that there's a pull today to get back to that, to get back to family. Well, you know what? We go through hard stuff sometimes, but at the end of the day, we're family. We have some weird relational stuff. At the end of the day, we're family. We love, we believe, we hope for each other. Yeah, I know it's time to close shop, but I, I really believe today's a day of decisions and switches, switching. Jared's talking about throwing up. I ran into a guy the other day, I hadn't seen her in a while. He, um, you know, and I hugged him. You know, he used to come to dwelling places, he's going somewhere else now. He says, says, Rick, I just want you to know I love you, brother, and I just want you to know I'm not like everybody else that's mad at you. What is that? Don't tell me. That's throwing up on somebody. Can I tell you what happened to my faith? It was on the floor. And it took me about a week to get over it. I'm going, God, man, I'm just trying to make a living. And I'm not worse than an infidel. I'm trying to take care of my family. You know? And love people. And Lord, everybody's mad at me. Oh, man, what did I do? I'm sure somebody will say something. But, <laughs> but I, I really don't believe in closing this morning. I just, I believe some, some of us have laid our faith down. And God's saying, come, come, take it up, take it up. And there's an action that's springing forth. So I just want to, if you feel like you've laid down your faith, I want you to just come up and line up in front of me, please. And we're going to dismiss, but I just, there's some transactions need to come that need to happen. If you've laid your faith down, come on up. Come on, there's a whole bunch more. Another one of those hippie songs that I ran into was, it's called The Army of the Lord. And it says, are you walking into the enemy's camp laying your weapons down? Laying faith down, laying faith down. Can I have some help, please? There's, uh, there's about three or four more that are supposed to be up here. Or more. As, as we're waiting, maybe, like I said, I, I just encourage you, there's a really good space right here. Um, as you go, you know, it would have been much better for somebody to speak into Rick, man. I still believe he didn't really have to go to the other part about everybody being mad. He could have just spoken what's on his spirit. Like, man, forgive me if I've ever looked like that I don't, my heart's not for you. You know, I know it's been a crazy season.
But I see something in you, Rick. I see something in you that, man, there's, you, there's still more. Whatever that looks like, I, I encourage you when you're going to those people, speak into them who they are. Bring it out. You don't have to go into all the other stuff sometimes. I mean, if there's stuff in between you two, yeah, get, get it dealt with. But I just encourage you, really walk that out. Really walk that out in a healthy way. going to dismiss and just pray you be blessed and God or I just pray blessings I thank you for my brothers and sisters and Lord we just thank you for this time today and Lord we just take up faith and declare blessings into the spiritual realm Lord in Jesus name amen I bless